Let's start over again. Uh, like, like I said right from the start, uh, big show tonight. Lots. We got a couple big uh, announcements. Uh, so big that the internet actually muted them at first there. So, but mm -hmm. we, we've been cleared to let them go now. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you start off? Oh, I forgot too. We also have a special guest uh, uh, reviewer. Uh, we'll bring him right away, but first let's do a little house cleaning. I, I gotta point out there, I appreciate our special guest there not uh, bursting out in laughter there. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the chuckle, but that was it. <laughs> yeah, we're we're so bad for that. Um, so yeah, we've got uh, the tag show. tag show coming up this weekend. We got uh, Mike Ruth, uh, Michael Berglund, who's been putting out some really great work lately. If you haven't been following him, check him out. We've shared a couple of his pieces. Yeah, he's been doing some awesome auction work. So. Um got our, our very good friend Hugh Rookwood and uh, Carl Carl Wallace as well who's another great artist Waller, Waller? sorry yeah Waller sorry it's yeah. tiny I know I just call him Carl I do too Carl's grumpy Carl and, and while we're talking about Carl and tags real fast I will mention that um, I got my uh, coaster from Carl he did a long time ago I just took you know him being in the states and that and him being kind of like a Facebook He's enemy a busy man he, he gets very very you no know, flagged often this is yogi the terma bear i have a, a theme of where i take cartoon characters and mash them up with like uh, assassins and bad guys and stuff so that's yogi the terma bear that's a hard word to say and write terma bader terma ter well i don't want to say ter <laughs> i don't want to say terma bader yeah that sounded bad so <laughs> all right uh the guys from two oh yeah Hughes contest thing. well yeah, dude yeah, yeah that's yeah. The, you're all kind of that screen jumping ahead you're flustered i'm watching two screens i know once. you are yeah uh then there's the guys at big country comics who've just dropped i think another two yeah another two covers just this week one from hugh and one from mike mm -hmm. conan themed yes Crom, i think it is isn't it? uh yes it is uh it's not conan it is the sumerian uh, run uh, through a blaze and it's uh again it's not conan but it's it's all the conan stuff it's just they're not allowed to use the name conan yeah um it's like you know you can say peter pan and jet you know that stuff it's open domain i believe public, public domain, domain. Yep. yeah yeah and it's better because they don't have to you know a hold to like marvel's guidelines mm -hmm. yeah. more original story stuff and then there's 204 comics as well who <clears throat> also need no introduction but we do anyway because we'd like to talk about them so yeah. thank you ashley and bobby for helping us out getting our comics to us yeah for sure um and then like you had mentioned there is still our contest going on for the hugh rookwood uh, batman sketch. turtles sketch he did for us a couple weeks back yeah um i think we definitely passed your goal of 350 or whatever no, it was. I, I thought we moved it up to 400 I was thought. it 400 okay 400, 400 or the march anniversary because you said okay. 350 was too soon uh, and was. i saw today we're at 353 now there we go so so it's getting closer that's still going on yeah um but it's too much housekeeping i think we've covered everything for now let's jump straight into our show here and let's get our buddy on here with us, uh, Dean from Peg City Comics. We've had him on before. We brought him back because uh, this week, Stray Dogs, Dog Days number two came out. And Dean had a cover for uh, issue one. And he has a cover for issue two. So let's bring you on. Hello, Dean. How's it going, everybody? Better. I'm glad that you're not muted. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we are all muted. Who knows? That is true. <laughs> We, we are on Facebook, so. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, um, uh, why don't you uh, yeah, tell us about yourself. I had a chance to read Dog Days 2. Uh, it's been on for, what, two days? We're into it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I read my copy like uh, 20 minutes ago um, just because I was like, ah, I haven't seen it yet. But uh, pretty exciting, I would say. Like, yeah. Like, I, you know, for as a fan of the series, um, I feel like a sense of closure. Yeah. Me too. And like this book is... I like reading it because the artwork is amazing. It's like watching uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven or you know, uh, Five Old Goes West or American Tale or whatever, you know, Don Bluth art. But it, it is so disturbing, the story and the feelings that you get when you're reading this book because it's not really gory or anything like that. It's not slasher, but it definitely hits you in like that silence of the lambs just preys on your, on your, on your thoughts kind of horror. And, mm. and with these dogs... These cute, you know, cuddly dogs being a part of it. It, it is horrifying what happens to these dogs and, and to their masters. And like you said, these stories are prequels to them and a little bit of after uh, epilogue to some of the dogs too. And yeah, there is some closure. And, and like you said, not just horrifying, but, uh, you know, the, with the closure part, some kind of sentimental, teary value too. So I'm Absolutely. surprised we haven't heard anything for uh, another sequel to this. So far, uh, nothing's been announced, that, to my knowledge. I, I'm sure there will be something soon enough. I, I'm sure there will be some kind of uh, you know, uh, streaming TV show, movie thing about this eventually, too. It's just, it, it took off you know, hard and fast. Um, from, what I've, uh, from what I've heard from Tony Fleece is that, in, in reading any interviews, is that he's pretty much done with the story. Uh -huh. Like, he, he, he doesn't have anything else to add to it. Right. Um, but he also says, like, you know, never say never type thing. Like, oh, for sure. it, it it could show up in a, you know, maybe like the, the dogs, most of the dogs are still around. There's mm -hmm. no reason why something else couldn't happen with or new dogs, right? Yeah, or just so, like one shots type of thing. Yeah. I, I can respect that decision. So many people drag stuff out. So that he's making a conscious decision, like, here's the story I've told. I wouldn't be yeah. opposed to coming back, but this is what it is for yeah. now. That's, that's awesome. Especially because he knows that, like, the money... But like it's such a money maker uh, for for image and for for them, I'm sure. sure. So you know the, the the he could probably easily bring it back and in some way and, and it would sell just because of the history that that has been established. So well, I you know, I, I, I was gonna say I, when I was reading my copy of the book, and I'm not sure if it, it shows in your exclusive copy or not, but at the end of it, they had multiple ads for for more upcoming. Uh, know his work and he's yep. got quite a bit of different work coming up with different like genres in the, in that image comics there so he'll, he'll be busy no matter what flex so yeah and i think like this uh i want to say a year ago most of us have probably never heard of trish or tony no like i'd seen a couple covers from trish and, and stuff like that but they weren't really you know thrust into the limelight like they are kind of now so I feel like they could pretty much put out a lot of things and, and people will buy it because their name is attached to it. That's that's something that this book's done for a lot of people. Like, look how many covers there are, right? It's become and a brand. Everyone has, you know, put their their flair on it or, you know, their their little bit on it. And lots of people have started getting new followings because of it. Yep, absolutely. And I think, like, it's going to, it's clearly spurred other books. Uh, like, Good Dog recently. I haven't read it, mm -hmm. but I've seen it. Um, oh I yeah, I that, like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. And it looks like Tony's next project involves a rabbit. I'm yeah. not sure where that's gonna go. Yeah, that's that. Uh, 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 he's like a rabbit. That's like a GI Joe type of rabbit. I saw. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a book that's on Kickstarter right now, and I think it's almost been reached. I, I keep seeing it um, uh, advertised or, or featured on the um, Facebook world type of thing, a book called Alpha Dogs, which looked like it. I don't know how close it is to Stray Dogs, but yeah. obviously something, you know, trying to, you know, take you know, advantage of the, you know, the dogs, mm-hmm. you know, liking and that. So, yeah, it, it's very popular. So well, you I'm were, not sure how much detail you guys want to go in terms of the book. Um, I mean, it, the writing's great, of course. Yeah. Uh, for people that haven't read it, you should definitely pick up a copy of it, even just like at your LCS, and just um, f- like finish off the story. And, mm-hmm. and I think you'll you'll feel good as a reader that you know you you you'll you'll feel that sense of like, okay, I'm done. Let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Because I I had read them all individually, like the first volume, the one through six or one through five, and. Um, and I didn't want to read them too often because of so many amazing covers. I wanted to keep them in good shape. So they, the trade paperback came out a few weeks ago. So I got a copy of that to thumb through in that. So if someone was to pick up that, and then like you said, the last two copies of this, because there was yep. only the two ones, that would be it. That'd be like the whole series right there, front to end. Yep. Yeah, it, it'd be awesome. I feel like they're probably going to do a trade paperback at some point with including these yeah. last two in there. I would think so. And like all the covers and everything there, like kind of a like collected omnibus type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say though, it, like I said, the art is definitely, you know, uh, it looks kid friendly in that. If anyone out there is thinking of reading that with your kids, get it uh, for them. They'll love it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> don't, maybe don't. This is uh, definitely uh, it, it, like when we say references like silence of the lambs in that it's very accurate. It's, it's silence of the lambs meet like lady in the tramp. It's, it's, yeah. yeah so, well, it's like, it's almost like a psychological serial killer type story. Oh, really. for sure it is. Yeah. It's not a horror story. It's more like that. Yeah. And I feel like this last book actually, brought out that psychological aspect even more so when he started to look at like his the way he would prey on his victims and stuff like that like it was kind of like super creepy well there was that one story in there where he goes in there to kidnap a lady and it was uh you know the dog actually you know fought him off and i thought oh there that's that's the story right there but when he's outside he takes advantage of the situation and goes after the other lady which which we see in the story in that so yeah, yeah it's really creepy how it ties together um, well, you were lucky enough to say that you're going to uh, let us uh, raffle off one of your books for uh, the one Absolutely. of our viewers. So, um, I yep. thought that a question would be good: was who is the cover artist for your books, and what is he normally uh, known for? What cover artist work is he known for? Because he's known for, he's known for a type of book before he did your book. So, yep. Sound good? Sounds good. We'll leave it at that. Awesome. And I'll, I'll get you that copy and you can get it to wherever it needs to go. Yeah, I got to meet up with you sometime because we have some books that we got to exchange as well. So, Yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much for coming on again, Dean, and we'll talk right. again very soon. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye. See, See you, Dean. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. So that was a little something extra we just kind of added last minute because uh, we were going to cover the Stray Dog uh, Dog Days too. And uh, we wanted to get Dean on there because, like, uh, like I say, I, I want everybody to support everybody. I want this community in Canada who uh, all represent each other. Uh, no, it's a great to have friendly competition. Everybody wants to make a buck, but no, nobody should be competing uh, against somebody else, as in a in a hurtful way. So, no, well, Dean Dean had that book, we didn't. So let's support him. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on.
All right, our second book, I guess. Mm -hmm. Our second book of the night. All right, next guest artist for this book to come on. No, just kidding. It'd <laughs> be a long show. Hey, it would be. All right. <clears throat> Devil's Reign 3. This has been a fantastic series. Each of these... Uh, I, I didn't read the other spin-off title there this week. I didn't either. Uh, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier yeah. But I've heard good things about it. Me too. They reference it in this story. Um... I, I was looking ahead, and do you know Spider-Man's not getting a tie-in to something like New York Street Level and Kingpin related till I think, middle last, of next month? Yeah, it's like the last one, the last issue. Yeah. yeah. I like this one, too. You still got Chip Zdarsky writing it, and again, continuing on the whole Daredevil run, uh, and uh, Marco Cicchetto doing the art, and art in here is still awesome. Uh, that's his, I'm positive that's his art on the cover there. Such clean, crisp lines. Everything looks super detailed. Um Nothing too murky. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying this book still, too. I know a lot of people are still saying, oh, it's just another repeat of Civil War and that. But which is kind of funny, in this book, they actually reference the Civil War themselves, too. So even they saying how similar it is in that. But it is a, a great story. You have... You can see how the you no know, it started off as two sides type of thing like anti heroes and the heroes trying to know not be mm -hmm. captured and now you can start seeing splinter in in both sides of the group you know some of the groups are not agreeing fully anymore having their own ideas and that Doc Ox kind of doing his own thing with his uh, superior foes group type of thing yeah it is, I, it is awesome I think it's different enough there um, oh look Alicia's joined there Hi. how's it going um, I think it's different enough from Civil War. Like it pitted hero against hero, but this one's sort of just pitting people against mass vigilantism in general. Mm -hmm. I, I do see the similarities, but I don't think it's beat for beat the same. Nope, I agree. I liked it too in that one scene how uh, Ben Graham and, and Johnny just show up at the police station to you no know, save uh, nope, Spider Man because he's being all questioned. And he has a power that looks like a power damper on his neck there because he's just beat the hell and he's yeah. not doing like they're just beating the crap out of him in the interrogation room. So yeah, they just walk in and say we're taking him type of thing. And oh man, he was so beat up there, Spider Man. But yeah, I haven't read Spider Man this week. So I don't know if that ties in. Yeah, no, I think with well, that and something to do, I think the Taskmaster beat the hell of him pretty good too, that last issue. So, mm. All right, that's a good one. I'm really enjoying that one. Halfway through, so there's still three more issues on that. Three more issues and 100 more tie-ins. No, it's, not, <laughs> it's actually not that many tie-ins, not compared to some other ones. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's doing better. Um, one we had or don't have for Marvel this week is Doctor Strange. Uh, Death of Doctor Strange, which is the final issue, mm -hmm. um, but we have so much other stuff we had to cut it. But they, I, it, it, wicked cover for it. Yeah. I, I, did you read it? Yeah. I didn't read it yet. No, I haven't read it because yeah. I, I read this stuff first. Uh, I, I do see... know they've revealed who the next Sorcerer Supreme yeah, is, Clea. and that's going to be Clea. Yeah, I saw that uh, Art Jam because I have Art Jam on my Facebook there. Mm -hmm. Art Jam released his. Uh, new Doctor Strange 1 cover yep. for, for, for an art with yep. him doing Clea and it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Clea is the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm -hmm. Cool. I think I showed you that one the other day when I was looking it up. No, no, I just saw this today and it, it wasn't the same one you showed me, I don't think. Oh. Unless I just don't remember. It could be. All right. Uh, next up is... Oh, look, she said her cats are warming themselves up. I got a giant, not a giant, <laughs> but I got Napoleon behind me on the couch. Napoleon's just a really big cat. <laughs> He's like a mini deer. Um, next up is Superman 78. Last issue. And I don't have that picture you sent me. 
of I, what? I can probably get it up quickly you if I tried. can take it off my phone if you want. I can just show it on my phone. No, Whatever. it's fine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this one is the last issue of the, the which would be you no know, Superman 3 in the movie series if it was the, the original Richard Donner stuff. Um, I, I like this story. It was nothing you know, mind-altering or, or, or crazy. It's just what you'd expect an old-fashioned Superman story to be in the 70s or early 80s. Um, yeah, you got at the final showdown with, with Brainiac. You have uh, tying up some loose ends with the, the bottled cities that are being saved. You got Metropolis that, you know, get drops from the sky and Superman saves them. So all that stuff kind of gets resolved. Um, it's pretty cool to, um, yeah, the, the, in this whole series, they keep having like references to the 80s in it. Like in, in a couple of the issues, they had Richard Pryor in there because he was in the Superman 3 movie. And in this one here, they have uh, the Goonies in it. So uh, I show Tyler a picture of it, and you know, the, when Metropolis has fallen from the sky, they bring, uh, they have the Goonies in there, and it says, oh, a bad day to take a field trip or something. So that's what's kind of funny about this book, too, or enjoyable. It keeps having these 80s mm -hmm. references there, which is something that, you know, Wonder Woman 84 should have did, but didn't. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, not, not much to say about this. No, but I wanted to cover it because we've been covering it all, and we do like that one way more than yeah. the, the Batman one. So. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has been reading this has noticed, but the Batman 89 series started before this, mm -hmm. and it still has what, two issues to go, I think, uh, No, at I least. think only one more. I think it has done issue five. I think it's just one more as well. Is it, I, Either way, but yeah, this one started after and finished it first. So. Yeah, this one was coming out so much more frequently. I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, next up, also a DC book, and this was a good book. After the success of the show, this would have been a ridiculous one for anyone to pass up checking out just to see what comic book peacemakers like. And um, it's written by Garth Ennis. Yeah, at, at DC Black Label, so you're not just getting you know some goofy version or toned down. To, yeah, not toned down. Yeah. Peacemakers are a little bit goofy, no matter what. He's got a goofy helmet. You can't make that look too serious on the show they're making it pretty cool <laughs> it's it's cool on the show yeah. that's fair the uh yeah so this is peacemaker disturbing the peace just the one shot um you know written by garth ennis art by gary brown um uh, much like we have reviewed some of the other garth ennis books especially that last black label one with the batman uh very um you know dark uh very dry but no humorous in some parts and very very violent <laughs> that, that's the best way to put it. It, it kind of, I won't say it's taking off from the TV series, but it's very similar. You have, you have. It's hitting the, a lot of the same tones. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, it, you have the peacemaker there. He's being sitting outside somewhere, uh, oh, cemetery actually. And he's sitting there and he's being interviewed, a kind of interviewed slash having a, um, a session with a psychiatrist. And they're going through his, his history and, and, you know, how he got to be where he was and certain things and. No, she's really kind of really enjoying it because she wants to you know use him in the end type of thing and kind of turns around on her so very very dark uh, a lot of humor very graphic um, and being Garth Ennis and being Peacemaker it's very realistic it's not too too superhero -y. Mm -hmm. so anybody who's like you no know, his work on the Punisher I was gonna say it's more Punisher yeah, yeah. his work on the Punisher or his work and like some of his um, uh, military stories uh, his war stories stuff like that. This would be a good read. And again, being the peacemaker. So really quite enjoyable. There were so many books I really enjoyed this week that 
not that I want to always pick like this is my best pick one, but I don't have a weak pick at all again. So. It's been a couple weeks. It's this week has had quite a, a lot of books finally. Yeah, and um, I, and a lot of different books. Like I got a weird, well, I, I got say, a weird list here. It's it's a it's Eclectic. a variety. Yeah, and I I had some more here that I didn't even put in yet. I'm gonna put in next week because I just had some. That is different books you haven't, I haven't that's what, that's, you. That's what we did this week. We I have know. like 15 books. No, no. Oh, yeah. We've got a lot. It took me forever <laughs> to get through all of it. I think there's 11, but okay. Um, well. <laughs> uh, next up is uh, a new Yusagi Jimbo book. Kind of new. Yeah. It's The Lone Goat and Kid. Yeah. IDW, um, Stan Sakai. What this is, is updated, like updated release of older stories. So... The older stories were in black and white, so now they he's recolored them and yeah. re-released them, and they're really good. It's uh, this one is one volume of stories, and I don't know how many there'll be, but I'm not too sure on that actually. But this is a you know a great book for anybody who wants to just pick up and read uh, early stuff from Usagi Jimbo, just mm -hmm. kind of get familiar with it. And it is it's yeah. awesome to see you jog you joggy Usagi is coming back out, and everyone's getting hyped. I yeah. think the whole last Ronin Turtles thing, bringing that back, and the, the, really the, give a jump start to that whole franchise. Well, and lots of interest in the, because they keep talking about the Netflix show that's coming up eventually, which is yep. Space Usagi. Yep. And also, too. Um, I think it's also in the future. I think it's like the grandson or the son or yeah, the Usagi. Yeah, it is. Space Usagi. Yeah. And also, too, um, much like all the other older independent stuff that has been brought to attention in the last few years, like besides Turtles, but you got your things like. Your your boon, you know your tank girl, mm -hmm. you know your your goon, your invincible. Like these are yeah. all things that nobody really followed before, and now they're it, it, now tensions out there. So that's what's cool too. Um, we don't have a picture of it right now, but Big Country has a a nice cover from this too that our buddy Mike Ruth did as well. Yes, so, and I actually saw when I read the copy of this today, they have it in the back of the book. Mm -hmm. They showed the um, all the variant covers, and theirs was the very first one they showed. Yeah, Mike's is really nice. Yeah, I like it. Nice I do have to say, I love the way that Usagi's drawn here. Yeah, it's a little different. It it reminds me more it of to, uh, uh, Animal Down. Castle. Oh, I was gonna say what? Yeah, what Watership Down or Animal Castle? Less cartoon like in mm -hmm. the eyes. Yeah, and what I like about it, the the Stan Sakai artwork, even though it is very cartoon like, there's so much detail put in there, like, yeah. especially on his robe. Like to sit there and do all those dots on mm -hmm. the robe is. Uh, that's why one thing I always appreciate about that stuff. Um, He's actually very easy to like approach and stuff on um, on Facebook and that. And like, you'll put a comment out there and a message, and he messages back right away. And he sells a lot of stuff at reasonable prices on his uh, site. Like, it's really neat. Hmm. Yeah. Next up from Zeniscope. All guts, no glory. I wasn't gonna do this one at first, and then I did last second because we enjoyed that um, possessive one so good last time. Yeah. What and What's this one? This one is kind of. I won't say it's kind of similar. It's, it's very similar to like that soul plumber almost, where these guys there they 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 clean up at the. Um, they're like a cleanup forensics team, mm -hmm. but instead of going in after crime scenes, they go in after crime scene cleanup of uh, supernatural stuff. So the government has this team that goes out there and kills and cleans up like monsters and whatever supernatural stuff like that, and these guys go in and clean it up afterwards. So uh, the one guy's in high school. <laughs> it's like his after-school job, and the other guy that he's like he runs in and stuff. So he he 
they that uh, one... almost reminds me of that uh, Digger comic that yeah. we covered a while back. Yeah, so very similar. Yeah. This one has a lot of comedy, much like that one we, we saw that possessive. So I could totally see this being made into a movie. But what happens is the guys uh, they get called out onto a run, and they find uh, in a closet what the the uh, the team didn't uh, clear the house properly, and they find a werewolf or not werewolf, sorry, um, a vampire in the closet. But she only just became a vampire like right before like at that attack so she hasn't like fully turned yet mm -hmm. so they kind of feel bad for her a little bit so they they're gonna try and help her so the the cleanup team like the kill crew comes back realizing they left their mistake and they confront them and kind of have a fight and end up wiping out some of them like crazily it's kind of funny and hectic and, and it's kind of going for now they're on the run they're gonna help her or not and so they've jeopardized their jobs and this one guy's still in high school and his guidance counselor helped him get his job this job and he's dating his mom but nobody knows what this job is type of thing so <laughs> yeah it's kind of, it's really funny um speaking of things that nobody knows what it is um this is buddy mcgill yeah this was supposed to come out back in december it just came out this week though who worked on this book where did this book come okay, from I, there's no information no i know even on the hard copy when i read it all i know it's from advent comments comics they did that comic we did a few weeks ago or maybe a month or so called Southside where the guy was a black guy. It was almost like that Phenom X type of thing where the black guy had some cornrows and he was like in Chicago. Yeah, it wasn't a very good book. Don't remember it. No. So yeah, that's a, it was very small. But this book here I, I saw was popped up and it was hot. It was starting to sell out places. Well, it, it must be super underground. It is. You, you can find almost no information. Yeah. Well, even when you look in the book here, you can't find who wrote it or did the artwork or anything. There's no copyright stuff in it. So it is, um, it's called Buddy McGill. And what it is, it's kind of a satire of Buds McKenzie, or sorry, Spuds McKenzie. And what it is now is Spuds McKenzie, you know, after his job of being like the beer spokesman, he is now works for the TSA. So he, he, now he's like a super agent for TSA. So it kind of has that rude dog and the dweeb. Oh, that, I couldn't remember the name of that cartoon before. And now it just came out of my mouth. It has that totally that rude dog and the dweebs artwork to it, 90s cartoon. And he has a you know, silly adventures where he, he's a super agent for the TSA, but everybody knows him as you know the Buddy McGill, but he's actually just you know, Spuds McKenzie. So for anyone that doesn't believe us, I pulled up, the web page here for uh league of comic geeks and even they have no information at all no synopsis no i know nothing no this is like some old classic underground comic yeah and the artwork i, I can't remember I, i'm glad i still remembered that because i was trying to think for it all afternoon what's that cartoon called what's that and then it just came out of my mouth now rude dog and the dweebs do you remember that cartoon no oh was, i think it was because you weren't born that could very well be yeah that happens but totally 90s looks like that spuds mckenzie the artwork there reminds me of some like cartoon, uh, cartoon network. Yeah, or... Root Dog and the yeah. Dreams. That's it. Um, oh, I enjoyed this book too. But this, that Buddy McGill, super funny. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, anything I'm seeing online when I was trying to do some research for it was everyone's really enjoyed it. Yeah, Any, like, everyone that could get it. Yeah, like I said, it's selling out. Super um, low print, probably. Next is not a. Uh, single issue, but it's a like it's a trade format. It's, yeah, it's, it's graphic a graphic novel. novel. Yeah, um, that's a Tony Schiavone. <laughs> Schiavone. I just I know I was saying it out loud. I just noticed it's Tony Schiavone. I know it said yeah. 
Anyway. It's butts and seats, the Tony Schiavone story. And as many people here know, and I'm sure it's just common knowledge, I think probably common just for everybody that, yes, from Source Point Press, that it is uh, anybody who's a comic fan probably is a wrestling fan because they're, they're interchangeable mediums, basically. It's just two different ways to have uh, mythology stories, mm -hmm. and that's all it is. That's one of my favorite things when we uh, interview Mike or Hugh. Um, wrestling Mike especially. You two just go off and off and off constantly about uh, wrestling references here and there, making each other old laugh. Old school wrestling references, yeah. And that's what's so awesome about this book. Um, this book is from Tony Schiavone and Dirk Manning, and it says friends. And the reason it says friends is because there's over two dozen artists that do this book. Hmm. And I know a lot of times when they have these collections, um, collective um, groups of artists doing one continuous story, it kind of disrupts the flow. Like anytime they have like an anniversary issue or something like that, yeah. a lot of times I find that. But in the, and that could be only like five or six artists. Or this one having over 24 artists, it didn't feel like that at all. Every page, every story, like in some of these. Do you have it up here still? Uh, yeah, it's over there on yeah. that shelf. Some of the uh, artist pages are on like one page long. It's so awesome. And what I really liked about today too, because I was talking about with Ashley at 204, is that I thought with it being a book, you were going to like run by one comic company, that they were going to have to do like get around copyright things. Like I thought they weren't going to be able to say WWE or they weren't going to be able to say AEW or they weren't going to say Hulkster or Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but they don't. They, they, everything, is, everything is mentioned in its true form. They even have some good stuff and bad stuff in it. You know, good stories and bad stories. Nothing nothing too offensive, but you, there, you can definitely show like his life story. It's not sugar-coated too much. And it's just great for anybody who enjoys wrestling new or old. And it's really awesome to see what, what you know, for anybody who's had to struggle, oh, like most of us the last few years, that um, it, what he's had to go through too. He's gone through, like he's making lots of money till he, he was working at Starbucks, you know, a couple of years ago before AEW. He was doing part-time radio gigs for a baseball station and working at Starbucks. Was he? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. you got to read the book there. And <laughs> he still he still goes in there and just does it for fun every once in a while because he just enjoys the people. Oh, so yeah, yeah really the AEW there. Yeah, that's AEW, mm -hmm. guys. Shows NWO and Hogan and yeah. Vince McMahon. So really interesting book for anybody who is a wrestling fan, no new or old. Yeah, that's a hot take. Um, wrestling, all the good stuff's good. at AEW now. Good, good wrestling term there. You're learning. So yeah, that is a, a truly a good book, and I know that um, Ashley has a few copies of those at two or four for anybody who wants them. I was surprised to actually get it. I didn't think because uh, I've been seeing it advertised and mentioned about for you know, a couple of months now on AEW because they were even you know, mentioning it beforehand, pre-orders and that. Yeah, and I didn't think I was ever going to be able to get it because being an American thing and that. So I was surprised. I didn't know it was Source Point Press either. Um, that when we when they showed up at the store, so I'm very happy I got it because I am a huge wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's been a couple of books that have crossed into wrestling mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. uh, was it the Cage? Um, that Cage one we like. There's that. there's another one that I've seen that we haven't covered. There was one that was like a year or so ago that I enjoyed where it was called Over the Ropes. That was another one that was kind of like that was cool too. And uh, next up, we've got duel or the duel it's duel yeah it's duel <clears throat> yeah and this is a totally small um um indie comic too it's called bliss on tap 
Mm-hmm. And, and this one too is selling out everywhere. So this one and that Buddy McGee, and I, I'd seen this one before and I had pre-ordered it, but um, not nothing to the extent where it's selling out now because I just pre-order a lot of number one new stuff. Yeah. So what's going on here is that um, it, what it is 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 is, is dual. It, you got the Curtis Martins doing the writing and Alex McCormack doing the art. And what it is is in. It's modern society, and they have something called dual, and it's kind of like uh, you're allowed to you're allowed to be part of this network, and it's a, a, a um, like a gaming network, but you know instead of online gaming, you, you duel each other. So um, this one guy, his name is Aaron. He is the top guy out there. Um, you know, like eighty kills. They're allowed to you know they don't get arrested when they take part in these kills. So this one high school kid is kind of a loser. He 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 has joined this group. He's he's got I guess a few kills in or something, or maybe not kills, but he's he's definitely defeated a few people. So he's ranked on the system a little bit. Now he challenges this world class killer. So everybody's like, "What are you doing, man?" So the cops come and tell him like. Hey man, we're like we're gonna follow you. Just make sure this doesn't happen. And that the guy that you know, the guy who he's challenged, the Aaron guy, he shows because he has three days to withdraw the challenge once mm-hmm. you you issue it, and then he's allowed to kill you. So then you know he shows up in his room a couple times during the night, and he's like, no, no, I don't want to kill you, kid. Like if you're trying to impress a girl or something, like everybody keeps saying the same thing. If you're trying to impress somebody or whatever like that, just you no. Know, just withdraw the challenge, you know, you won, whatever, I'm not killing you type of thing. But if, if you don't, I'm going to kill you. And he keeps saying, oh, man, it wasn't me. And even if it was me, how do you know I'm, I can't kill you in that? So nobody really knows what's going on but him. And then towards the end of the uh, story, um, you know, the challenge does actually go through in that. And it, it's actually pretty surprising who wins. And I don't want to say who wins and who doesn't win and why, because I don't want to, you know, wreck the story at all. But yeah, this well, is there's great. only two people, and if it's a surprising win, then... No, you don't know. Like I said, I'm not saying how or why, but it's pretty crazy. Hmm. So, um, great book, great story. Uh, I think much like, um, not that Buddy McGee one, but much like some of the other books we've covered tonight, this book could definitely get turned into a, a one-shot movie type of thing. Because um, it's just so, so much intense. Yeah. Um, there seems to be quite a few books in here tonight that have been uh, from smaller publishers. Which is our shows. Yeah. Um, like this one here, we've got uh, New Men. Yeah, we've been following, we're not following, but we've covered a few of these Action Lab books over the last mm-hmm. few weeks. Um, I really like that one, My Bad, I think it's from them. But I, no, that's from Ahoy Comics, sorry. Uh, but the Action Lab, we've covered a few of them. Uh, New Men here is, is a little different, but kind of similar as well. Um it is uh, written by, and I, I'm totally going to smack, no, wreck this name. It's Maruya Adoli, and then the art is uh, Datum Akadei. So I apologize if I said those wrong. because um, Conde? Yeah, Conde. I'm just not familiar with them. So uh, this book is the first of, I think it said six or three issues. I can't remember now. Um, it is a very short intro into the book so you read the book and you don't really know too much what's going on it's very very short so you can't really base an opinion on it yeah but what it is is it's a it's kind of a total totalitarian oh i can't speak totalitarian yes kind of society and uh so you know very 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 much under government control rules 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 uh no curfew stuff like that similar to what's going on nowadays um 
there's some kind of superhero worship there. People, some people seem to think that maybe they could be superheroes if they just believe type of thing. It's um, Kanye's philosophy. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's almost like that because the, the people who are in here kind of made me think of Kanye. And then um, an, an incident happens like this where, where somebody's trying to prove that they're a superhero and, and somebody else dies. And, that, and then this one lady who they, they show in, in, on the beginning is uh, sent out to like deal with the situation. So it seems like she's kind of maybe hunts down for the government, the, these superheroes that do show up in that. Mm -hmm. But it seems like she herself was one of these people that's kind of like working for them now type thing. Yeah. She kind of lets out when they need it. Uh, pretty graphic, um, you know, especially with the death scene with this one person who you know, tries to be a superhero on that. So uh, interesting to see where it goes. Nothing totally new. Like, it's a kind of you know, familiar story, but again, it's just so new into it, we don't really know. Yeah, but um, very interesting. That's, that's how lots of these smaller books are starting. <clears throat> then they that, build a good story, so it takes time. Yeah, and that's it's not go 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 right out the gate like we did that uh, unteens. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's not really a smaller publisher, but starts with a story that's familiar to grab your attention, and then yeah. after the first issue or the second issue, it turns it. Yeah. It totally flips it on its head. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, this next one, I didn't even know the publisher for it, but I mm. see it's it's on the actual trade copy you've got there. Yeah, and I actually looked into it a little bit more too. So it it says there it's Archaea, or Archaea and uh, it's actually... Uh, it's, it's called Cursed Pirate Girl there. It's yeah, up at the top. Curse, the Cursed Pirate Girl, The Devil's Cape. But it's actually, uh, it was published by Boom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, I found it right there. Oh, interesting. So they get they must have like. Um, I want to say right out the gate, for an indie book, and a smaller indie book, not like Image or anything, mm -hmm. they have it priced at ten bucks, which I think most people for something like this will turn them away until they see it and feel it. Right. So once you actually, I mean, it's like those ones we like. It's got the nice thick hard, hard stock. stock. Yeah. And um, it's not, but it's, the interior is like it's artwork paper. Oh my goodness! The yeah. the design of it is like old style. Like you open up Archman. a manuscript, and it's yeah. a, a, an insane, insane artwork. Yeah, um, and it's an insane story. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I'll do it. It's like it's very to read it itself is kind of bizarre. It's almost impossible to read. So it's, but it's very much like, and when you read it, it's like reading like Lewis Carroll or something like that. Like every page is one artist, writer, and uh, and uh, author, and every page is is it's such fine detail. It looks like old printing press, like yeah. insane, insane detail on them. You know, very, very old, very different art, and a lot of it, like you said, very feels like and very the paper itself as well. It feels like they've drawn right on it, like it's yeah. a, a strange paper. Yeah, like I said, it's like art paper, and it's. It's very much, like I said, acid, trippy, Lewis Carroll-like. Um, and, and then at the center of the book, which totally blew my mind, is uh, they have a huge... You want to grab a corner there just so it doesn't get ripped? Yeah. They have a huge four-page gatefold, gatefold pinout or, uh, that's part of the story. So, I mean, like, it is so much detail. Um, I, I, again, it's a hard book probably to find because a lot of people probably weren't ordering this. The Curse of the Pirate Girl is, or the Cursed Pirate Girl is like another one of these underground characters that came out many, many years ago that yeah. had one or two issues, kind of a Kickstarter thing. And 
you know, to find that issue now is like a thousand dollars, and nobody's really heard of it, right? Because mm -hmm. it was so small. So they're, they're trying to bring her back now, and just for the artwork and the book itself is worth the ten dollars. Like, right, so it's kind of hard what I was to read. Going to say, but it's it's very you no, know, Alice in Wonderland, Lewis Carroll with a pirate girl, um, just trippy as hell, but yeah. so interesting. So anybody who's that's, an art appreciator, which most of us are that's, here. Yeah, that's a lot of what the comic community is these days, where it's divided between your diehard, mm -hmm. you know, Jack Kirby, Ditko, all those classic stuff, yeah. or it's all the spec guys, or it's all the art guys. Yeah. And that art side of things, and including one. us and the guys over in uh, Big Country and Tags there. They're art um, guys. They're all art guys. So this is up all of our alleys. Mm -hmm. So this one, if you're into the art, is probably... The pick pick up pick up book of the week. Yes. Oh, I meant to mention is the artist's name and creator is Jeremy A. Bastian. Yeah. Awesome book. This uh, is a great book too. An awesome art as well. Yeah. Uh, from Behemoth. Uh, it's uh, quad. quad. Yeah. Uh, wicked artwork on that cover. I love it. Yeah. So Tara is the girl and Elvis is the um, the cat. And it's story and art by Eduardo uh, Schall, or it could be Skull, depending on like, how he says it. Yeah. So, and what this is, is this is, a, again, kind of a familiar story, but again, depending on where it goes, it is um, uh, at the end of the 21st century, a massive solar storm hits Earth and wipes out everything mechanical, you know, every, and you know, wipes out uh, society. Mm-hmm. Humankind does survive, but no, they're back to you know, basics. So uh, five generations have passed, and that's where we are at this story. And uh, the most important people out there are what they call mechanics. And that's what they do. Um, they have to, you can't make anything new. You have to use what's already been out there. So, you know, these mechanics are like, you know, MacGyvers, they're, they're out there to you know, fix whatever they can. It makes me think of uh, Mad Max before it got mad. No, it is. It's like Mad Max. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's that Mad Max type of world. So yeah. they have to you know, figure out how to use all old technology. Right. So she's a mechanic. She gets called out to a job. And it, what it's going to be is like, it's like tank girl stories. So she's not working on these deserted places or is there these you no know, desolate places and has adventures on it. Her cat is with her always too. The cat ends up being a little bit more than just a regular cat. So, I mean, it, it's again, black and white. So I know that will turn you off right away. No, I, you know, but not it, me. It, but it was good. The art is amazing in there. Um, good yeah. stories. Uh, again, a little bit formulaic at first, but again, I think it's going to have a lot of expansion to different universes. Um, I enjoy this one a lot. Quad. Cool. Yeah. Uh, that's our last book review mm -hmm. tonight. Yeah. It is. I know it is. It's almost like I spent a couple hours getting it already. No, it's like when you read them, it feels like there's so much more than we oh, talk about, and it doesn't. But it's still, it's been forty minutes. So. Um, so how I don't know how many people have actually been keeping up with Peacemaker. I know there's a few people that have been keeping up with it, but with it being on Crave, not like Disney or Netflix, it's not quite or as HBO accessible. Max. Or HBO Max, it's not quite as accessible as those other ones are which is a shame because this is like the for people in canada this is probably the best like superhero themed show i've seen in like a all oh, of them totally it's it's beaten yeah. out wandavision and loki and yeah. winter soldier and falcon all yeah. of that and 
Star Wars, I would say it's it's probably it's it's as good as some of the stuff in Mandalorian. But Mandalorian this is this is constantly Boba good. Fett's been pretty good too, but this one's great because it, it hits all those spots. Mm-hmm. It's it's it, funny. It's super it's funny, which we all knew. It's got it, heart. vulgar funny, which we all knew. Everybody on the show is awesome. Like Cena every like Cena is a good actor, which I know is funny to say, but he's a good comedic actor, but mm-hmm. he, you know, especially from his wrestling days and whatnot. Um, the other actors who are in there are playing their parts amazing. Oh, well, this, yeah, this Freddie Stroma that's playing Vigilante is yeah. hilarious. He's awesome. Uh, Michelle Williams is awesome. The girl who I can't say her name. Uh, Danielle. No, no, the the black girl. Uh, Autobio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Danielle, I can't remember her it's last name. Uh, no, she's awesome. Uh, everybody's great on here. Uh, Danielle Brooks, J- Jam- that's her name. James Patrick doing uh, no, the father there. Is great, but again, not just like um, you know, whack 'em, sack 'em comedy, so much uh, character driven, and so there's much a lot of whack 'em and sack 'em in there, yeah, too. but not just I said. So then, yeah, so much character development, you feel bad for these people, you you, you know, you, you internalize with them. Mm-hmm. Great show, awesome for a show that's only five episodes in. I'm super attached to these characters. I know some of these characters better than I know characters that well. I've been exposed to for years. It doesn't even feel like five episodes in here because it is so. It takes so much um, uh, continuation off from Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, it, it's it's amazing. I love this show. Yeah, I I don't want to say too much about it and spoil it. There's not a whole lot to spoil it, no, really. No, but I I want people to check this show out themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have Crave, I'm sure they have some kind of. trial thing um wait till that's out and binge all these at once because this has become my most anticipated show of the week yeah and i hate waiting and i would rather have binged it all at once it's hard to wait and even joel who doesn't want like watching that stuff he want he asks oh is that is that is that peacemaker show yeah 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 Yeah. um so yeah that's that's it for peacemaker um next up is book of boba um this week was book of mando though yeah i enjoyed it it was good yeah and i think a lot of people were uh a bit upset about it because like well this is a boba fett show blah 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 and i'm seeing either big hate or massive amounts of love yeah but during the mandalorian show there was there was times where it focused on boba but never full episode of boba fett in a mandalorian show whatever so i i understand that but this was a fantastic, fantastic episode. Yeah, I agree. This episode, and because before, the people would bash the prequels, right? Episode 1, 2, and 3. But this one was a love letter to those fans. You get, when he gets his, you know, his new ship built there, mm-hmm. and what does he do? He goes and flies it through the Pod race racing, canyon. Yeah. From, I thought so, yeah. too. I thought that was that, too. Then there's just tons and tons of references to well his ship is a, a Naboo fighter yeah from episode one yeah so it many belongs references. to the queen or something yeah it's a good show I can't wait to see the next episode because now it seems like he's building his like like I said he's building his no um, army the magnificent mm-hmm. seven type of hateful eight type army so yeah good episode nothing too much to talk about but still a good episode but I'm still enjoying that um, peacemaker way more yeah I can yeah. tell you're you're telling me, yeah, it's okay. It's a good show. I did see some people say that they like this episode. This one was Easter egg heavy. Well, that, and they said, oh, it's awesome because nobody took their helmet off. 
And I guess if you're an old-fashioned, like not an old guy, or not an old guy, but a guy that likes the old rules where they can never remove their helmet. And that yeah. did show up in this story, mm -hmm. too, where they, they, they address it. They kicked him out because he took yep. off his helmet. So, And I watched the credits there, too, in the end, and I didn't see it anywhere. But the big guy that he fought there, like the other it's Mando. John Favreau. That's John Favreau in that costume? Is oh, that, I don't know if he's in the costume. Is that him talking? In the, in the first season or whatever. Because I thought, I thought it sounded like, and it looked like Batista. No, it it Favreau. It should be Favreau because he cover, he was playing him in the first couple. Okay, I just thought it sounded like it was a big guy. It could be Batista. Yeah. Okay. Um, Danny Trejo is not in this episode. I just like that poster, so I threw it up there. Yeah. Well, that's he's the he's the uh, Scarlack or whatever. No, the no, Scarlack. The, the rank. Yeah, rank trainer. I, I can you imagine that final episode when that art whatever his little army is starts attacking everybody? And he's driving a rancor. Or riding a rancor? Like a panther. Yeah. <laughs> That's become a meme everywhere now, hey? Have you I seen that? So. No. Yeah, Boba Fett doing that. Like a panther. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, Tamara Morrison's actually having a lot of fun promoting the show. That's cool. Uh, next. Is it news time? It's news time. Oh, we got some big news. So, I've been working nonstop pretty much... Since like last fall, really, just trying to get stuff going from that. Daddy, can you adjust it? My head's not in it. I, you there you go. Thanks. And um, yeah, so I'm always working behind the scenes trying to get new new stuff for you guys or just new stuff for us and just try different things. And some things have worked out, some things haven't. So one of the things that have worked out is when what, our first book that we did, well, we had a tie, but our first book that we put out, we teamed up with. Uh, J.M. Brandt, the creator, and Theo Herodis for Swamp Dogs. And we've we've kept in contact with J.M. And we like bouncing yeah, ideas yeah. off us. And Talk he likes bouncing other, ideas like, off him. At so least once a week. Sometimes. You're like pen pals. Yeah, well, we want to have him back on the show, but they got his book got pushed back because of the paper yeah. issues. But he did say the next two issues are, are coming out on schedule. I, I said that the other day. Mm -hmm. In by March. So a second issue and the third issue yep. in March. So what we have coming, and we don't have uh, price details yet, but we will soon. Uh, no price details, yeah. no dates. No dates. Just an announcement. Pretty soon. But these, we are, is it on the screen now? People can see it? Oh, okay. So people can see on the screen now, we have posters for Swamp Dogs. So these are 18 by 24. So you have our posters on the very end, which is by mm -hmm. Hugh Rickwood. You have in the center there that is uh, Swamp Dogs that Casey Parsons did. Uh, do you know who did the whose um, book that is? Pulling it up. Oh, I thought you did that, but okay. Um, yeah, so the Casey Parsons cover for that one. Who Casey's a friend of ours too, so that's pretty awesome to get his work up there. Um, uh, that one is from Monkey Comics. Comic Con exclusive. Oh no, oh. that not that one. Oh. Um, but that that is the same. Oh, right there. Yeah. Oh, TFA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. TFA, T-F-A-W, uh, exclusive. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And the other one there is from uh, John Gallagher variant, which is, uh, which one was that through Hive? I don't remember. I don't know. It doesn't it, it say on John here. John Gallagher. So he maybe had his own. He does, he does quite a bit for Hive, so it yeah. may be through Hive. Yeah. But that's what it, we have those three covers. And you, as you can see there, those are some pretty amazing covers. Like I like mm -hmm. Hughes. I'm always partial to Hughes. But you got the one from Casey, which is so different. It's like the an old These school These are three cover. of the best, and JM said three of his favorites. Yeah, of the exclusives done. Yeah. that's that's why we've been able to do those. Yeah, because JM 
contacted people and said, hey, would it be all right if we did some distributing of these posters? Yeah. Be at, uh, or these pictures as posters. With, with at, at, his, at Aftershock there, or sorry, not Aftershock. Um, yeah, Aftershock? No, Black Caravan. Sorry, Black I Caravan. was getting mixed up there. With Black Caravan there, uh, JM and Theo own the rights to, to his work there. So they're allowed to put out these posters. So we uh, are, you know, part of that. We don't own the artwork, but he does. But, you know, with the artists, as long as we feel like we want to, you know, kick back a little bit to them, but we want to. So we're not going to charge a lot. We're going to charge enough just to make a little bit of money for, you know, cover costs for everybody. But yeah. we just wanted everybody to see these because I think they're amazing. And I thought, no, we've got to have posters. Like, if mm -hmm. I wanted to get a poster made for ourselves, so, like, why not get posters made for everybody? So yeah. we will have some of these made. We'll have prices come up soon. But, um, you know, if everybody wants any, just let us know. Uh, you can start... Um, know if you want to know jot your name in the comments that you want a poster in that or a set let us know we'll figure it out they're not gonna be too expensive it's not like these are you know limited prints or anything like that it's no. just some no. just some posters we're gonna print out so. yeah that, that was the smaller announcement that just kind of came together today that we've been working on for you no know, a little while but but the big announcement and I've been hint I've been hinting at this for a little while now I, I threw out a a picture earlier on that we're we're part of a we're part of a small group. Uh, this is a a comic that is coming out uh, called Dreamwalker. Mm -hmm. It is from Second Skin Comics, and the writing is from Mikey Sutton. And Mikey Sutton is the uh, writer, and he does a, a web page called Geekosity. Um, he does. Uh, Reports well, on, on comic. He's, he's on your Lords of the Longbox show all the time. Right. So anyone that, that watches too. the Lords show, you you would recognize Mikey. Yeah, Mikey Sutton. Sutton is is the Black Knight. He's the guy who is uh, gives them all their information about uh, Disney scoops and upcoming movies and comics and that. So um, I've known about them for quite a while. But he's also a writer as well. So he's been working on this book for about ten years, mm -hmm. and uh, I, even before I started selling comics and stuff like that, I, I followed their show and I heard about Mikey. So I, even before we were you know, selling stuff, I was interested in this book. And then when they they started to produce the book and started thinking about beginning printing, I reached out to them. They reached out to us, and we were one of the few people to get to sell it. Mm -hmm. So this book is uh, limited to a thousand copies. Like I said, it is a horror book called Dreamwalker. You can see on the cover there already. It is is pretty graphic. It is not for kids. The artist there, Noel Le, uh, Leon Flores, he's a um, Filipino artist. He's very huge out there. He does a lot of. Uh, he's one of their top artists in like um, in um, oh what what is it sorry the in uh, TV. TV and media graphic out there for the Filipino uh, TV shows and that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we, we're going to have those. So, again, very limited. It's down only a thousand copies. We're going to have some. We are selling them for. Uh, well, we don't. Why? Well, there's nothing, nothing's guaranteed yet. I wouldn't put okay. out pricing just yet. Okay. If, you're, if you are interested, same thing as the posters, put, put your name down and let us, let us know. And once we have the full information and more solid numbers than we'll yeah. let everyone know. Yeah. Like I said, very it's still like very early on. When yeah. is it released? February fourteenth. Oh, there we go. It comes out February fourteenth. So um if anybody who wants to take a preview of the book, you can go to Second Skin Comics. Oh, I've got it here. I know. And you, Dave the Tyler's gonna show it as well. 
and you can see a preview there and you can check it out but it is it is going to be great the artwork is awesome truly creepy story mm -hmm. uh, especially for anyone who likes horror it, it looks like one of those filters that you can do on your phone or on your computer mm -hmm. where uh, it's it's a solid picture but it looks Soft. like it's uh yeah. been drawn over yeah so yeah so not only like i said this we what we've done in the past is we've sold comics with exclusive covers this is the very first time where we are actually helping launch a comic mm -hmm. so yeah and that is issue one they've started to um They've shown a preview. I don't, I'm not sure if it's on the website there or not, but the other night on, on the Lord's show, they were showing a preview of issue two. It's coming out as well. So that's all starting to go as well. So yeah, I, I hope you guys check it out. Um, not just you know, support us and buy it from us, but I hope you guys just check it out because this is going to be awesome. Um, and I know for a fact that this will be picked up and turned into a, a show or a movie or something, mm -hmm. um, especially over there in uh, the Philippines. That's where Mikey is. He's not Filipino, but he has part of his family is, and that's where he lives. And they're they're already like, you know, trying to get this certain lady cast for it. Like even the lady that's you no know, drawn for it was done with her in mind and her permission and that. So there, this is all in the works already. But we wanted to get you guys to see it because, um, again, very limited book. Most people are probably never going to hear about this book until it maybe hit, hits about it, you know, hits into the uh, you know streaming service. But this is going to be huge. Yeah. So I, I think everybody should get it. We have we have about forty to fifty copies. Like I said, there's only a thousand copies, mm -hmm. and it's not going to be no twenty five or thirty dollar book. It's no. probably going to be between between ten and fifteen dollars. So yeah, this is one of those books that uh, like it, again another very underground style. Mm -hmm. uh, not widely you like you won't be going into your comic store you won't be going into 204 you won't be going into any stores like that and finding no. it there's there's only five or six of us selling it so yeah. the, the picture i don't know if you have it available on that picture uh, i do not oh the picture I that think I, it's on the website yeah on the on the already. website and all that it, it has who's I think on there's there about five there's retailers there, there's age of alaska comics i know mm -hmm. and there's ig comics there's mm -hmm. comic tunes and toys mm -hmm. there's uh krs comics yeah and then there's us yeah. and there's uh, did I say IG comics? You did. Okay, or you so might. I, I think that's all of them. I think there's about uh, five or so. Yeah, so that's the only ones who are selling it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that that's it. That that's pretty big news. I, I can't um, uh, think of anything bigger than that, really. So that. What else? We got a couple more interviews coming your way. We're filming one tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, no, hopefully nothing happens. There, people have been you no know, COVID issues and whatever storm issues internet issues so we're doing aaron bartling tomorrow so we'll get that up sometime in the next few days jason flowers is going to be next friday he had a reschedule we had him last week but his family was sick for oh, almost two weeks he told me today with his the covid mm -hmm. so he he's uh will be there next week and he'll have some exciting stories because he's doing a, a con this weekend probably one of the few cons he'll be doing this weekend so interesting stuff there well, so one of the few ones he'll be doing this weekend Probably, well, one, probably the only one he's well, doing this weekend. Well, no, one of the few ones he'll be doing <laughs> is this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. So everybody, please, uh, you know, stay tuned. Uh, you know, if you want to start asking, you know, for copies of posters or books and that, you can. But like I said, in the next few days, we're going to get that information up real fast because um, Tyler makes me wait. That's pretty much it, really. You make yeah, me wait. So I do. <laughs> but follow us on all, all our things. Yeah. Uh, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Is that it?
if that they're, they're Twitter. All, they're all on screen for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of the name there. I know that one. So. Twitter. I uh, didn't say tweet, tweet or something. Yeah, yeah I was thinking tweeter. And <laughs> I, I still haven't done nothing on whatnot yet because that's down the road. So, Oh, and there might be a surprise interview this weekend. I'm meeting with someone on Saturday evening that I don't want to talk about yet, but uh, that'll be oh. another surprise Is interview. she pretty? No, I won't, I won't be showing that at that filming. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, stick with the Matt Daddy saying, be appreciative, support everybody, peace out. See you guys.